Hello, fellow listeners, dental hygienists, dental professionals, other healthcare professionals, and anybody else interested in my dental journey. So this is episode one of Business of Dental Hygiene. So I'm here to share with you my business tips, tricks, my journey, how I came about to becoming an independent dental hygienist, and perhaps along the way I might interview and talk to other independent hygienists as well to kind of see what their journey and information that they might have to share with you. So if we want to go back in time and... I'm just going to give you a little bit of history of myself. So I graduated in 2005 from Cambrian College in Sudbury. So I've been a hygienist for, I guess, about 15 years now. So my first year, my husband and I, we decided that we would move to BC and I would get some experience out west. So we moved to Abbotsford, British Columbia. We lived there for about a year. Initially, we we had planned we'd stay for about five, but... We missed home and our friends and family, so we decided to come back to Ontario. So, of course, at the time, with there not being a lot of employment in dental hygiene, I wasn't able to find a job initially in Huntsville, which is where we're from. But I was able to get a job about an hour and a half away um, in the town of Penetang. So So we actually stayed with my sister and her boyfriend at the time. Um, while I worked in Penetang and then about a year later I was able to get uh, maternity leave at an office in Huntsville so we did move back to Huntsville and then thankfully that maternity leave it turned into a full-time position so initially I did do some dental assisting as I do have a dental assisting background so it was a bit of yeah a bit of hygiene a bit of assisting and then eventually it became full-time hygiene which I was thankful for So I worked at that practice for nearly nine years. At that point in time, um, at almost the nine-year mark, a decision was made in the clinic, not by myself, um, where I suddenly no longer had my job anymore. So this happened in May of 2016. And at that time, my boys were ages six and three. At that point in time... I was devastated. I I think I laid in bed and cried for the next week, not knowing what I was going to do with my career moving forward. Um, I didn't want to throw my hygiene career away. I had worked way too hard and had put way too much effort into my clients and into the profession that I didn't want to just walk away from it. So... You know, I was looked at my options and I had thought, okay, do I want to do I want to do independent dental hygiene? Do I want to just go to get another job at another office? I did have, you know, other opportunities that I could have probably made that work, but I thought, you know what? I've got enough knowledge and I have enough of a background. The clinic that I worked in gave us a lot of great education and I had a lot of good tools um, that I could take with me and use moving forward so it was scary at the time but I did decide that I would commit to doing my own thing I wanted to practice hygiene without you know without having not the fear but the pressure of you know the pressure of selling um, worrying about what I'm saying or what I'm not saying 
Um, I just wanted the freedom of being free and to practice how I wanted to practice with my clients. So I reached out to another independent hygienist um, in the town of Midland. Her name is Roma. She owns Dental Hygiene with Roma. So I, so my husband and I, we went down to her clinic one Friday afternoon. Um, a co- I think it was about two weeks actually after I was let go. Um, I sat down with her. She spent a whole afternoon with us, answered all her questions, talked about what it meant to be, you know, an entrepreneur, um, gave me some tips and ways to save money. So I'm I'm forever grateful for her time that she did spend with me and we still talk to this day. She checks in with me now and then. Um, so if it wasn't for her and it wasn't for my husband, I probably would have would not have moved forward because fear sometimes can like overtake you right so you have to kind of have to push through that and I'm thankful that I did do that and you know my husband was really supportive and and helped me overcome some of those obstacles it was a tough decision Uh, at the time I didn't know if I was making the right decision whether or not to you know, get a huge loan and invest in renovating a space, signing a five-year lease contract, and then not knowing if people were actually going to show up once I was opened. Because my clinic was the first in Muskoka, first independent storefront. Um, There was already a hygienist practicing mobily going into the senior homes and such, but it was the first storefront location. So a lot of people in my area still were unaware that hygienists can uh, can actually practice on their own. Um, So there was I knew that there was going to be a huge educational component to it. Um, which certainly there was, and, you know, I didn't know how the dentists were going to respond, which thankfully for the majority, for the most part, um, that has gone pretty well. Um, but yeah, so once I had decided that I was going to open up the clinic, um, the next challenge was the funding. So I did not have... I did not have a large lump sum of money sitting in the bank and I needed to get a loan from a bank from somewhere in order to make this project work. So together, my husband and I, we did decide that we would, we unfortunately, we had to sell our big, beautiful home that we had just built. Um, We built it. My husband did, you know, a lot of the work himself. So we, he actually finished it. We put it on the market and we sold it within days. And then um, from the time of the sale till closing, I think we had, yeah, it was about three weeks of time. So we had three weeks. We had no idea where we're going to move to. So thankfully, my mom actually opened her doors. So the four of us, we moved in with her for a few months. And then while staying there, we did actually end up purchasing a fourplex in the same community as our clinic. So after a few months time, um, after closing, we were able to move into one of the units. And we've been staying in one of those uh, since then. So we are all looking forward to finally, hopefully later this year, being able to have like a normal home again, because certainly, um, you know, limited space when you have two young children um, can definitely be challenging at times. So it has for sure been a lot of personal sacrifice as well in order to make the clinic uh, work long term. Actually, the day that we sold 
and moved out of the house was the exact same day that I signed and took took over the lease for the clinic. So it was a really busy time and kind of crazy. And my husband went from finishing our house just straight into starting to work on the renovations for the clinic. Um, so I helped him, you know, what I could, what, what I was able to do. Um, and thankfully have some other family members that were able to help with the renovations as well. So that certainly helped. And it was kind of a bit of a team effort. Um, we were a little bit delayed. I think we were delayed by about a month. I think I was hoping to open for the beginning of the year. Um, so we ended up opening, it was February of 2017. So I just passed my two year mark. So that's awesome. It's kind of crazy how fast time can go. Um, so, and it's definitely been a huge learning curve. You don't realize what all is involved, you know, before you decide to open, but I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to work independently and be an entrepreneur and help other local women, um, with, you know, business questions that they might have. And I really feel that as uh, dental hygienists in Canada here, we have a very unique opportunity. Uh, unlike many parts of the States here in Canada, we have been given the opportunity to help so many more individuals in our communities. So I'm thankful now. I'm certainly over... I think I'm over about 450 clients or closer to 470 now, I believe. So I don't, my, my marketing budget isn't overly super big. I probably spend about less than a hundred dollars a month on average. Um, so it's a lot of social media marketing, internal referrals through clients that have already been in. Um, I aim towards giving excellent customer service for those that come in. Um, and everybody seems to be really happy with their services. So I think hygienists in Canada especially are in a unique position to help members in our community because I do see a lot of people that do come in to me that, you know, they have a dental, they have dental phobias and fear going to traditional dental offices. Like I've had some people that have come to me where it's been, I don't know, sometimes it's like 15, 20 years since their last cleaning now most people aren't that long but I have had a few and it's just because they just they have so much of a fear going to see a dentist right so I know for me at my clinic I, I, I take more time that I than I would in traditional practice um, and I can answer you know you're building that relationship so I take more time we're able to answer more questions it's a little bit more of a holistic, uh, natural approach and just much more calming too, I find. So yeah, clients, clients certainly like, I, like I said, you know, I get a lot of internal referrals, um, and people are always happy to come back and they go in the public and they're like little, little promoters out there, you know, talking good about the clinic and stuff. So, so I'm always happy about that for sure. So I think dental hygienists in Canada, we have a very unique um, opportunity that we can help so many more people in our community. There's roughly about, I'm going to say it's about 34% of the Canadians that have not seen a dental professional in the last, within the last year. Number t there's two reasons why most people have not gone. And number one would be cost. 
And then number two would be fear. Now it might be reversed. Um, But those are the top two reasons why people don't seek out dental care. So I've had a number of people that have come to me simply because they have dental phobias and independent dental hygiene practice gives these individuals, I find, a more calming approach to dentistry. Um, I know for myself, at least, I take a lot more time than what I would have in private practice with each individual and can identify their needs, answer any of their questions. Um, And you're really building these strong relationships with individuals. And everybody that I've seen is always super happy with their services and are always happy to come back. And then for sure, they're out in the public, you know, helping to promote me too. Um, So that's always great. I think if there are any dental hygienists that are listening to this and have been pondering the idea of practicing independently and perhaps opening up your own business, whether that be mobile or storefront location, to definitely reach out to any of the, I think there's roughly 1,100 dental hygienists that are now practicing independently throughout Canada. So there are many people that are willing to definitely help answer any questions you might have, including myself. Um, But not only does it give you the flexibility and the freedom to practice on your own terms, but it also gives you so much more. I've, I really have grown as an individual since becoming an independent dental hygienist. Um, I have much more passion for the profession and I'm, you know, more eager and excited to go out and learn new things actually in the fall. I, well, last year I joined the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. So I went to Vegas in the fall and went to their scientific session. And as well, I also took some additional training for myofunctional therapy um, and looking at diving a little bit deeper into that so we can offer some new services to, uh, my, to my clients and my community. So I think the thing that I'm most most excited and most happy about in terms of being an entrepreneur and an independent dental hygienist is the growth, the personal growth. Um, you don't realize it in the beginning when you first start because you're just overwhelmed with so much as- the aspect of you know, of being a business owner and marketing and if you're under renovations doing that, trying to find clients, getting your schedule booked, you know, your expenses. Um, there certainly are a lot of challenges, but with that comes great reward. I, over the past year especially, have spent more time with personal development um, and, you know, gro- I'm growing into the person I'm I'm supposed to become and meant to become. So I'm super excited about that. I have, you know, a lot more work that still needs to be done. Um, But I'm happy to be on this journey with you. And I look forward to sharing more of my growth, more of my tips and tricks and things that I learn along the way. And I'm always happy to answer any questions anybody might have. So thanks for listening. And we'll talk again soon. So for everyone who's enjoyed this podcast, The Business of Dental Hygiene, definitely subscribe. And you can also follow me along on Instagram at Desiree RDH. And that's spelled D-E-Z-A-R-A-E-R-D-H.